Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, and whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. Today I wanted to talk about hell and who is there. Uh, now, why do I have such an uplifting topic for today of hell? Well, there's been some recent comments by the Holy Father, Pope Francis, that relate to hell and about who goes there. And I thought it'd be good to clear that up. Um, on Holy Thursday, uh, an interview came out with the Holy Father in which supposedly he was reported as saying that hell doesn't really exist, that those who are bad basically just disappear. They, they're annihilated, I guess. They no longer exist. And then recent, more recently... Uh, a child asked him a question in a, in a public audience, and he was asked it privately, but then the Pope said, got permission to reveal publicly what the question was, what his answer was. And the child had an atheist father who had his children baptized, but he was an atheist. He, and so he asked him, is my, his father had just passed away, and so he asked, is my father in heaven? And Pope Francis basically answered that, if you think he's a, you know, he's a good man, he had you baptized, you think he's a good man, so what would God do in this situation? And he made clear that because he was a good man, he would be in heaven. Now, these two things have really caused a lot of confusion. I don't want to get into today the whole Pope Francis issue about things he says and things like that, but I do think we need to clarify some of these things and make it clear what does the Catholic Church teach? Because again, Pope Francis saying something in an interview or saying something uh, while talking to a child isn't always official church teaching. So let's talk about what exactly the church does the church say. And I want to break it down into two different things. Number one, does hell exist? And number two, who goes to hell according to the teaching of the church? Now, before I even start talking about that, the, the fact of the matter is, even if hell exists, preaching on hell, talking about hell, no longer exists in the church today. You're not going to hear about hell at a typical Catholic parish during a homily. You're not going to hear about hell when talking to your priest during confession. You're not going to hear about hell in anything the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. When they release anything, they're not really going to talk about hell very much either. The fact is the teaching on hell has disappeared from uh, public consumption, so to speak, and I think that's a real shame. But let's say, what is, let's make it very clear, what is the teaching of, of the church on hell? Well, in the Catechism, uh, paragraph 1035, it states, and I'm going to read this, it states, the teaching of the church affirms the existence of hell and its eternity. So there's two things that we have to know, that we know about hell. First of all, that it does get, that it does exist, number one, and number two, it lasts for all eternity. So there's not a temporary hell where somebody goes to hell and then eventually they'll get to heaven and eventually they'll stop existing. But no, hell always will always exist. It's eternal. Now, this is a perennial teaching of the church. This isn't something recent. It goes all the way back to the days of Christ. Even before that, really, there was talk of, of what happens in the afterlife. But Jesus talked about hell actually a decent amount. And he talked about the fact that it would be uh, an eternal destination for those who don't follow him. In Matthew 25, there's the famous parable of the sheep and the goats, in which he talks about the sheep, on, those on his right, who, who do all these good things, and they care for him, care for people in his name. They're going to go their eternal reward. But it also says those who don't do what he asks them to do, who don't take care of the poor, who don't uh, feed and clothe them and visit those in prison, all these things, they will get their reward, so to speak, as well. And that is eternal fire, the eternal punishment. 
And so Christ himself talked about the fact that hell exists, people will be going there, and that it is eternal. This was also taught by the church fathers unanimously, that there is a hell, that there is an eternal hell. And it's been taught all the way from the beginning of, and all the way till today. Uh, the Fourth Lateran Council of the church specifically stated that, it's, that hell exists and is eternal. So this is a de fide uh, teaching of the church, meaning of the faith, it cannot be uh, denied by any Catholic that hell exists and it is eternal. And also, just to be clear, no development, people like talking about development of doctrine, no development of the church, of doctrine, can change this teaching, can make it so that no, hell doesn't really exist. This isn't something that can develop. We might understand better what hell's like or something like that over time, although I don't know, see how we could really do that unless maybe we hung out on Twitter for a long time. But really, though, the church's teaching on hell will not develop or change in the sense that we're not going to all of a sudden say hell doesn't exist. Hell exists, and it is eternal. Now, okay, that being said, who goes there? Because I notice I said that the church fathers and have always taught, and the, and the church has always taught, that hell exists, and it's eternal. However, what's not as commonly uh, taught is who goes there, and, and are there people there? In fact, there are some church, there were some church fathers, some others who have taught over the years, who believe that hell will eventually be empty, that nobody will be in hell uh, on the final day. And so it's like universalism. Everybody will be saved. Even the devil and, and the demons will be saved, according to some people. But that's not really what the church teaches as well. I read before the Catechism 1035. I want to continue reading where it talks about hell exists. And it says, immediately after death, the souls of those who die in a state of mortal sin descend into hell where they suffer the punishments of hell, eternal fire. And so what we see there is people are going to hell. The church affirms this, that there are people in going to hell. Those who, anyone who dies in a state of mortal sin goes to hell. It also states that there's two different types of punishment in hell. The, the primary punishment is the loss of the beatific vision. In other words, you're not going to be able to see God as he is. You will not be in the presence of God. That's the most important and the primary punishment of hell because you were created to be with God forever. And so if you're in hell, what that means is you will never, ever be able to see him as he is. And that's a terrible punishment, the greatest punishment you could ever have on anybody. You wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy, literally. The secondary punishment is like sensible punishments, meaning pain and suffering. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in scriptures about the fire of hell. And so there is also physical pain because remember, on the last day, we all get our bodies back, even those who are in hell. And so they will also experience the, the pains of hell, the physical pains of hell. Now, traditionally, the church has always seen hell as a punishment. It, it's a picture God is basically punishing those who don't follow him by sending them to hell. In recent years, the church has kind of changed how we view why people go to hell and how God decides who goes to hell. And I do think this is more of a development, not a change. Basically, what the church has emphasized is that people choose to go to hell. You could say the hell is locked from the inside, meaning people who are in hell choose to be there and they don't actually want to be in heaven because they've lived their life in such a way that they've rejected God. And of course, somebody who's in mortal sin, that's exactly what's happened is they have rejected God. And so they've basically said with their lives, I don't want to be with God. I don't want to see him. And so God, in his love and mercy, actually grants them their request. 
and he allows them to be separated from him forever. But this is a choice they made. This isn't necessarily, you know, a, a vengeful God who's punishing them, although there is reasons for those images as well. This is a God who basically says, you've chosen to follow your will, which is to be apart from me, so therefore I will honor that choice. There's a great book by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce, which talks about this. He's, he, although not a Catholic, this is a great book because it, it talks, it really emphasizes that, that aspect of that hell is a choice. That people decide to go there by their choices, and they don't want to be with God forever, and God is honoring that choice. Now, what does this mean, though, somebody not in the state of mortal sin? Basically, what it means is somebody who has rejected God will not go to heaven. They will go to hell. And also, I would say that it's not a matter of being a good man. That, that's a real problem with what we heard the Pope say when he said, you know, he was a good man, so he'll be in heaven. That's Pelagianism. I mean, he likes to talk about Pelagianism a lot. Well, that is Pelagianism right there. Because the idea that if we're good, we can get to heaven, that's a heresy. That's not the truth. Because the fact is, Jesus himself said, who alone but God is good? But this is a common heresy of today that we think if, as long as we, we're good people, we're not Hitler, you know, we're not Stalin, we're going to get to heaven. But that's not what the church teaches. It's not a matter of being a good man. It's really about being conformed to Christ. That's how you get to heaven. That's how you avoid hell, is that you are conformed to Christ. You know, Jesus himself said in John 3 that we must be born again of water and the Spirit, or so we won't have eternal life. In other words, we must be baptized. St. Paul said in Romans 6 that we who, if we die with Christ, and if we're baptized with Christ, we die with him, and then we also will rise with him. And so we see how important baptism is. Our Lord said in John 6 that if you do not eat his flesh, you will not have eternal life. And he's talking, of course, about the Eucharist. So we see the importance of the sacraments. If we want to be conformed to Christ and therefore get to heaven, then we will receive the sacraments. We'll be baptized. We'll go to confession. We'll receive the Eucharist. And so being Catholic is necessary that we want to receive those sacraments in a state of grace, and that's the way to get to heaven. Now, what about somebody who isn't Catholic? What about somebody who, like this, this father of this young boy who's an atheist? What about them? What will happen to them after they die? I think the best answer is always just the, the most honest one, which is we hope and pray for the mercy of God on all souls. We hope. We don't know. Unlike a saint who, when they die, we know that they're going to go to heaven because they've lived conformed to Christ. We don't know that about those who do not live like that. And so therefore, we, we, we hope for the mercy of God. We, we trust in the mercy of God. And that's all we say. We do leave it silent. We don't go further than that because going further than that goes further than the gospel tells us we can go. It goes further than the, the church says we go. So when somebody dies who isn't a practicing Catholic, we can't say, oh, they're in heaven now. We hope that they're in heaven, and that's all we can say. One final point I want to make, and that's about evangelization and hell. A lot of people think we shouldn't talk about hell because that's like an anti-evangelization effort. But the fact is, I believe many souls are going to hell, and I believe many souls have gone to hell and are still going to hell. And if you knew somebody was about to get in a car accident, for, some, for example, wouldn't you try to stop them? Wouldn't you say something to turn them away, to turn them away from the accident? Of course you would if you love them. And so likewise, we need to talk about hell today because if we don't, people will be led there unknowingly possibly, but we know and we should do everything we can to prevent that. You know, I remember one time I heard 
you know, the evangelization means preaching the good news. And I heard somebody say, you can't accept the good news unless you know the bad news first. If you don't know about the possibility of hell, why bother to live in such a way that you can get to heaven? And so with evangelization, we really need to talk about the subject of hell. We need to talk about the fact that souls are going there. And we need to talk about what you need to do, be conformed to Christ, so that you don't go there. Okay, well that's it for today's uh, episode. Uh, until next time, keep swimming against the stream.